Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Conversations with Friends. It's We're been back. a long, long time. Yeah, it's like first time I see you and finally like also recording. So this is I know, like, and we haven't talked before like a lot. So I know. We're just like chatting it like through the podcast right now. It's gonna be authentic first reactions. Yes, <laughs> but we hope you're well. We hope you're doing well. Teresa and I have been having lots going on in our lives, so we thought maybe we'd do an episode about like just a general life update mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but yeah before we go further into that as always we cover our gems of the week Teresa yes. you what, have was, what was my gem of the week again oh yeah so I don't I can't remember if last time it was a podcast as well but this time it's a podcast again I've just been traveling a lot or like been sitting at airports a lot and train stations and stuff so I needed something to listen to mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine has recommended me a podcast called Diary of a CEO. Uh, by oh, Steve- I know that podcast. Yeah, it's pretty popular. It's like one of the, apparently one of the most popular, at least British podcasts and I've never heard of it before. And then when she told me immediately, I was like, oh, Diary of a CEO, like I don't want to learn about startups, <laughs> but it's it's, it's uh, by Stephen Bartlett and it's more like an interview podcast where he mm-hmm. gets people on and like talks about different topics like he had Macy Williams on he had Lucy Hale on like he has actresses on dietitians scientists like different kind of people and really gets to like get to know the person and also like either talks about their childhood or like what makes them who they are today and I really like I really like his voice first of all he's really really relaxing yeah it's very relaxing to listen to but then also I think he asks good questions and I don't know, I feel like it's a very intimate space you're entering through the podcast and I just really like, yeah, I just think it's just a really good nice. podcast. So that's, I've literally like discovered it like three days ago and I've already listened to six episodes because <laughs> I had so much time to kill as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like I've been really liking it this week. But do you just like listen to them and do nothing else whilst listening or do you do something else well normally I go for walks and stuff while listening to podcasts or like I do cooking or like mm-hmm. random stuff but because I was at the airport and I was on the Where? plane at the airport oh, on yeah. the plane different story we can get into but um <laughs> yeah the train was striking in Paris so I had to take a plane I had to sleep at the airport so you I didn't nothing... even sleep did you no that's no. why and then I was like maybe a podcast will make me fall asleep but then I was actually so intrigued in the conversation mm-hmm. that I didn't I mean I also probably wouldn't have slept in general because I was laying on the ground but um yeah I was listening to it while I was at the airport and also while I was in the plane mm-hmm. and I tried to sleep but yeah his like his conversations were so interesting that I was like actually I might just stay away <laughs> so that's why I was listening to so many and then from the airport to my house in Berlin it also takes a long time by the FEX like the train so mm-hmm. then I had need to have something to listen to so I was basically very aware while I was listening to those episodes but normally when I listen to podcasts I go for walks or mm-hmm. do something on the side nice so yeah what's your gem um so anyways I don't know if you guys if you're watching this on Spotify as well <laughs> you can see that we yeah. changed background um but yeah I moved apartments a week ago now and so I'd say my new apartments my yeah. gem of the week <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been a little bit not like stressful. Yes. The move wasn't too stressful because mm. I had heaps of help, but it's just, I feel like just going into a new space, yeah, decorating it and like getting new stuff and then just kind of, I don't know, organizing everything can be a bit stressful and it's like when you have other stuff to do as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's my gem of the week. I really like it. It's just, mm, it feels so good nice to have like an, like just 
a space of your space of your own, you know? Yeah. And you like your space, your stuff, and you can just come home and be by yourself sometimes, mm. which feels really good. It's also funny because it's literally like above our friends. L- like, like it's the, the funniest story <laughs> ever. So basically, um, our, there's this thing in Berlin, or I don't, I think it's in like Germany wide. Mm. Um, this app, it's called like Swap Apartments mm. in like a German, yeah, yeah, yeah. like translated. But um, yeah, and I was like, because <clears throat> I had to move out the small, uh, the the bigger apartment, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, just for fun, see and put up the apartment just to, you know, see if there's anything I like or I don't know if there's any messages I get. Mm. And then legit on the first day, I get like 15 messages yeah, from people. It's crazy I was like, in Berlin. Yeah. Oh my god, so desperate. Everyone's so desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a nice apartment. Before. Yeah, it was and big. I was like, it was mm, good area, you so. know. And then, <clears throat> like. A week after I put it up, like for the first time, I look at it and I'm I have, like this guy message, like this person messaged mes- messaged me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like <clears throat> let me just see where this is. It's a nice apartment, mm. and I was like, oh my god, it's like in my friend's street, yeah, like where the two girls that, <clears throat> um, but yes, anyways, and I was like, oh my god, this is like so funny and then um the same night I actually went to their house mm. and then I showed it to them and they were like wait a minute because they looked up the picture at the, out the window yeah and then one of them was like oh my god this is like the back of the house this is the same view I have as well yeah. and I was like what and then like <laughs> is it, it our apartment <laughs> it turns out that it was the apartment above them yeah and um yeah so crazy <clears throat> and now here we are <laughs> it's such a coincidence because Berlin is so massive I- and like, like, how many apartments are there in Berlin? Like, and you just so get many the one different... above your best friends. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I think from the beginning on, it was like meant to be. And I was like, oh mm. my god, I don't know. I had like this feeling, and I was like, yes. And then everything went well, and I moved in last week. Yeah, it's so crazy because it's like I've always known you in that other apartment, and then coming to this apartment and walking past a friend's apartment, I was it's like, so strange. okay, you're all like now in the same area, and I'm just <laughs> in a different area, and you can all just that was together. that was literally me before though. It was yeah. like taking me ages to go anywhere to That's like true. my friends' places, yeah. and I was always traveling so far. <clears throat> So it feels good. To now you just of... have to walk like one minute down. Yeah, not even, <laughs> not even like twenty 10. seconds. It's crazy, but I really like it as well. It's like feels very homey, and like I think you have good lighting. And I mean, we're back on the ground again. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I think also like the fact that you moved in last week, it's pretty. Like you decorated already and have all like the little details. I guess because you had it before as well. But yeah, no, that was that was the easy part. Like yeah. I had stuff before as well. But what kind of um was a bit stressful is that <clears throat> the the guy that was living here before he only picked up his stuff from the attic like on Wednesday so mm. everything that I didn't want in here was out in the in the hallway uh, and it was just like freaking out every time yeah, I was no, coming home and I was stressful. like oh my god don't even look and I was like everything was in here as well and I was like oh my god just, you know it just gives you anxiety like I don't know it's move oh my god it's moving in anxiety <laughs> But um, yeah, actually, before you came, before you came this morning, I put everything up in the attic, and I was like, like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, you know." <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna. It's like hiding everything under your bed. You're like, if yeah. it's out of my sight, it's not there. Yeah, out, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's like you were working as well, and I think moving is pretty stressful. Like, it I think is. you like, I love the idea of moving. I'm always like, I want to move, no. decorate it nicely. No. It's so much stress. It's like, so fucking annoying. And I'm like, I was like so tired on Sunday, and then 
the first night I didn't sleep really well and like in mm. the like not in, it, it was not the apartment's fault it was my like my fault because the next morning like I woke up with like the worst cold mm. I was so sick and then I also got my period and I was oh, like oh my god and I, like I, I wanted to do everything you know to like tidy up and stuff mm. but I could not do shit because I was like cramping so badly I had the worst cold ever and I was just I was like I need to rest mm. um but then one of our friends, Clara, she came upstairs, like, because uh, she went to this, like, nail event. And oh she, my God. like, she brought <laughs> home, like, manicure stuff. So I did my nails. We were just chatting on the oh, bed. Oh, that's so cute. Though. And then we went to this, the mall, and then to um, <laughs> Chanel's Arcade after. <laughs> Let's go to the mall. Yes. That's such a girl's thing. I'm going to do manicure, and then I'm going to go to the mall. Um, yeah, I, fail, I failed the manicure a little bit, because, like, I don't know, it's, like, this is my normal oh, nail okay. polish. I was like, okay. Because the <clears throat> the nail polish, it was like gel shellac, mm. shellac or whatever yeah, you yeah. call it. And um, because she forgot the top coat at the event, so mm. I did it without a top coat and then it started peeling off and yeah. I just could like peel my nails off. Oh my off. God, yeah, no, that It was too. really satisfying, but I was like, oh, this was up for nothing because like I peeled it off the next day. I guess it was like a self-care <clears throat> thing to do, just take care yeah, of your nails. Yeah, just chatting, putting nail polish on, but then I had to like paint them. Mm. Like my, I literally don't have any nail polish except black. I know. I was like, you always have black nail polish. Always. It's just like your personality. <laughs> I mean, I never wear nail polish because it just goes up after one day and then I have to like this like bitten off looking oh, nails. Yeah, no, it's the grungy look. <laughs> so I don't even bother like making them look cute anymore. No, but yeah, I'm sort of like slowly settling in, like thinking about the stuff I want to get. And then, um, yeah, it's just, I still have some, the box there. Like we're just going to ignore that. It's not there. Not seeing that. <laughs> um and also the kitchen which still needs some fixing but it's i have really dish- nice though i, I really have a like- dishwasher now <gasps> it's so unfair because you live alone and you have a dishwasher like why it was the dude before me who put it mm. in and i was like yeah well. he knows what's up he's like i don't want to do it but yeah anyways i'm not a dishwasher virgin anymore so that's i'm just gonna come to yours just like wash my dishes <laughs> wash my dishes <laughs> i just like i don't know why but i like hate washing the dishes you can ask my boyfriend i just like oh uh, i don't yeah, mind cleaning he, my apartment procrastinate so yeah. hard you're, you're like oh i'll just do it after the after dinner you just and have I'm to like, do it straight away just, otherwise yeah. you, i'm just gonna do it tomorrow and then oh i'll just do it tonight and then yeah. it just like keeps stacking up and you're like oh fuck that's why it's good like my boyfriend's staying at mine at the moment and he's literally like my housewife he like cleans up after <laughs> yeah i can imagine him like being like cleaning straight up yeah because he has like ocd so like he can't stand it when there's dirty stuff like lying around so he does it straight away i understand though i understand as well like it's not like i'm dirty it's just like i i don't necessarily clean it straight away because a lot of times i like you don't do see the or, urgent like no, you don't see the yeah. urgency to it kind of clean. stresses me sometimes because i'm like i just ate i'm just gonna digest like yeah. you know what i mean but he's just more like <laughs> i ate i'm gonna clean now like yeah, sometimes no. i even want to get that cup again and like drink coffee out of it and he's like i cleaned it up already i'm like uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a waste of water but no it's uh, i guess it's really nice that he does that anyways <laughs> i wanted to say something but i totally forgot How's work? How's the new job? How's your tonsillitis? Oh my god! How's just everything? <laughs> so I'm tonsil free now. It sounds oh. like I'm like a, I don't know. It's like it just sounds like I'm sober. Or something. Yeah, I've been sober for five months. No, um, I'm tonsil free now. I actually <laughs> yesterday was my um, five week anniversary. Ooh, I also told crazy. Clara, one of our friends, I was like, we should do like a, a weekly anniversary for my tonsils, like a party. Oh you my know? god! Well, they're gone. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rip <laughs> funeral. I wish I would have seen them after the surgery. Ew, no, like, I don't even I know. Like, 
Do you know what they look like? Is that a stupid it's thing like, not it's to It's like know? literally little like pieces of flesh. Ew. Okay. It's super gross. Mm. Um, but yeah, I actually got my tonsils out five weeks yesterday, Thursday. Um, and I can finally say that I'm like properly healed now. Nice. Like it was like two weeks ago or th- about three weeks ago. So after, like two weeks after the surgery, it was so annoying because, um, okay, so <clears throat> really gross TMI. <laughs> Um, straight after the surgery, they basically cut them out, and then your body, like, um, how do you say they they produce those like um scabs, those like mm, white scabs. Yeah, you know when yeah. you have like a scab that where you hurt yourself, and then you shower, and then it turns white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically at the back of your throat. Yeah, I think I saw it in your throat. Maybe and it's like know. when I think about it, it's like I'm traumatized. Yeah. But because I obviously did like how do you say some research, but I didn't do as much research. Um, and so basically, straight after the surgery. I got those scabs and like two days after the surgery, it was like, um, the painkillers were like, uh, how do you say the, yeah, was, like not wearing off. Cause I was still getting some, but like from the, from the surgery and stuff. Mm. And then like th- third to four, fourth day, it's like the pain started. I've never, I've never felt this kind of pain before in my life. And then I was also like vomiting heaps because of the, um, I was feeling nauseous from the anesthesia. And it hurts when you're vomiting as well, right? And like the acid was like burning my throat. So I had those scabs and it was like the grossest thing ever. I couldn't open my mouth properly because they like, in surgery, they like clamp your mouth open for like so long. And then your tongue as well. And my tongue and like, cause everything's swollen and hurts. Your tongue is also like yeah, yeah. swollen and everything's swollen. You can't properly speak. Open your mouth. I was like eating like this. I know. I saw. It she took like so an bad. hour to eat like a piece of oh bread. Oh my God. Or when yes. you had the pasta and you couldn't like, oh, I felt so sorry for you. She was like making pasta for like half an hour and then she wanted to eat it. And then like something. Yeah, it was like the week when I, when I actually came home, like the girls mm. like visited me a few days after and they all like got pokeballs and <laughs> I loved them. And I was like, oh my God, don't be sad. It's fine. And then I like. But you made some, some pasta. So yeah, like, I made okay. some really yummy pasta, but it took me like an hour to eat it like mm. properly. And the problem is. Is that so from the third for anyone who wants to do a tonsillectomy I'm, I can give you some tips <laughs> she's like me. a tonsillectomy I'm yeah. literally an expert now um but like third to fourth um the third and fourth day as well as the sixth and seventh day is where so basically um the third day where the pain starts and then the pain maximum is like for me was on the sixth day sixth day Mm. because that's where when you um when you eat a lot the scab falls off okay in like the back of your throat and then um how do you say like there's fresh skin like underneath and it like fucking burns when you eat and the problem is that straight after tonsillectomy you have to eat and you have to drink Mm. like because then the scabs will get too thick and then they can get affected which they did with me because I didn't eat any I couldn't eat like anything and I was vomiting like chocolate pudding and oh. ice cream and so like um it was so bad and then um not yeah. the chocolate pudding yeah actually and I was like the like the first two days was fine to sleep but then third fourth day fourth day I was like I couldn't I didn't even sleep all night I was in so much pain I had to get painkillers mm. like every two hours 
Mm. And I was like just going there and like the ner- like some nurses were just not so like not friendly at all. And I was just like, I just want to go home and I want to be in my bed. Yeah. And then on the Fair fifth enough. day, Monday, I, I got out and then I went home. And then when it started, that's when it started, like the, the scab started to be infected. So um, there's a lot of bacteria in your mouth and you, there's mm. like no possibility of like disinfecting it like, like skin, you yeah. know? So bacteria can get in there really easily and then... Um, when it's infected, it's a really bad smell. So it's like you basically smell like rotten eggs out of your mouth. And it's the <laughs> going on dates like, hello. <laughs> it's the grossest thing ever. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then everything I ate, everything I drank, it smelled. Oh, tasted oh like you tasted that. it as well. I, yeah, okay. I tasted everything because it's like in the back of your throat. Yeah, it's like when you're hungover and, and you have too much alcohol yeah. and you have like a weird taste in your mouth. And because like there's like stuff in your back, in the back of your throat, like the scab getting really oh. thick. I had like the, everyone listening is just like <laughs> the <laughs> gag reflex. So I felt yeah. like I had to vomit like so the, the whole time oh. and then one like one time I actually spit out blood which is really bad because that's like the sign of a yeah and I was like oh my this. god oh my god and like immediately put like a an ice pack on my on my mm. on my neck and I was like don't freak out it's fine and then it stopped but it can get really like it can get really dangerous and you have to actually when you start spitting out more than one liter of blood and like it's constant then you have to go to the hospital because then more leader than one leader. Yeah, and it's really we do vampire diaries. It's just really <laughs> dangerous because people are like, "Oh, it's fine. It's going to stop," and then they just bleed out. Oh my god! Or, and it can also get into like the the airway, so in your lung, in your lungs, and then you just die. Okay, just don't get your tonsils out. Anyways, <laughs> and I was just by myself, alone Aww. at home, so I was really scared, but it was fine. And then I went to the doctor straight, and she was like, "Oh my god, you need antibiotics, hmm. and you need to eat more. Like you yeah. need to eat." And every time I, because I'm Food's a person a who loves food yeah i love cooking but then in that period of time i like lost it completely i couldn't eat i was like eating like toast and you can't Mm. eat a lot of stuff obviously um and like every like like swallowing every time was like oh my god okay i'm gonna swallow now i'm gonna swallow and it was just so painful and then um yeah i remember one night i think like i said sixth day it was I think the worst thing I've ever felt in my life. It was like, I woke up and my whole bed was wet because I was sweating. Mm. And then I was like, like, it felt like someone was strangling me because my, like, it was so swollen and I had like, I was in so much pain and I started like immediately crying and I was like, okay, I need to take a painkiller now. And like, you know, the painkiller obviously takes time until it like yeah. works. So those 20 minutes... I like I had like one ice pack at the in oh. the front of my throat and in the back and I was like oh my god you like just breathe it's gonna be fine yeah. it was like four eight like three a.m. or something oh. and I was like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and then I just felt like I was like okay I, like in that moment I was like I don't I don't I didn't even know what I was feeling because mm. it was just so much like I was delirious almost you know there's actually this thing when you feel that that much pain people can actually faint. And then they get into this like really delirious state. Where you're just like, don't feel anything anymore. You're just like, like. Yeah. Like where you basically almost black out. And I've almost felt that. I was like, I had to like, um, how do you say, hold myself on the sink. And I was like, don't black out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) I got my tonsils out, guys. Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then that actually was getting better. Like the pain was getting better. The scabs were falling off. And then, um, two weeks after the surgery, it was just so weird. I like, I, um, 
I looked into my mouth and I saw this like hole in my throat, mm. in the back of my throat. And I was like, oh my God, there's a hole in my throat. And that's why um, every time I was drinking, it was coming out of my nose. Oh, and what? like I drank chocolate oatly and it came out of my nose and I was like, oh because my God. Because you had a hole in your throat. Yeah. But, and also because Ew. you know, the little, the little string in the middle, like in the, in your, yeah. like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. thingy, um, it had like one of its tasks is to like control the, um, <gasps> swallowing process. So okay. when it's really swollen, it can't do anything. So that's why food like and drink oh. can go up, you know? And so it was super swollen. Just and I was imagining like, you like in the kitchen. And I was like, a- oh my God, chocolate oatly. <laughs> and I blew I my nose and it was that. like brown. Ew. <laughs> I mean, at least you kept the chocolate oatly, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it was so sad because in the first days I couldn't taste anything. Like yeah. you can't taste it. So I was drinking my chocolate oatly and I was no. like, I can't taste you. It's no. so sad. I hate when that happens. And you're just like, do I eat healthy then? And just like fully just eat like I only could disgusting eat like white things bread and stuff like yeah. legit um but I still lost like six or seven kilos because I was just not yeah. eating I hope you're eating now um I am slowly um but yes and then I, the worst thing for me was my 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 voice mm. like speaking was so hard I was like literally I had to like put up so much effort to, into like yeah. speaking as well like when I was around people and I wanted to chat with them, it was like, and you it could even feel like it. This. Like when I was talking to you, I could feel how it was like hurtful, like painful. Yeah, it was too. so painful. And I was like, okay. And also like to the, like I, I actually went to the doctors a few times and it was like when I had to talk, talk to him and I was like, oh my God, this is so difficult, but I'm back now. So it's just so great. Like the she human doesn't body. stop talking now. Podcast, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually like honestly it made me realize how incredible like the body is and like mm. it like I don't know it made me win so much more respect for my body because it was just it went through all of that it went through like a surgery mm. you know and um so we should it's just amazing and like also like I don't know the whole like the whole thing like I had it was really big and now like it it's completely closed, like closed now. So I'm like, all like the body does all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's just so amazing. Makes you appreciate also like eating and talking yeah, and like the simple things. And, like, like I still can't sometimes taste like, um, how do you say like stuff mm. properly? Like, um, but it's fine. Like I have to just put a lot of salt in it. <laughs> oh my God. That's me. That's my life. <laughs> I do that anyway. Um, but I'm so happy I have it behind me now. Like I was actually thinking in the, sh- like I was having my shower thoughts mm. and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know, in January, like I was like, I had no idea what was coming from, for me. And I was mm. like, I'm so happy. Like, and it's so weird when I look into my mouth, there's nothing there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm actually really, really happy. But um, I think like last Monday or this Monday was when everything just fell off me. It was like, mm. ton, like, you know, my tonsillectomy moving and everything was just. You're done now. Yeah. Not you're done, done now. but like. Like you're like more relaxed now. Mm. Like you can be sick now. You know, when that yeah. sometimes happens when you're like under a lot of stress and then your body just does, it has so much adrenaline. Like mm. you can't get sick, but when just all falls off, it's like, 
Yeah, you were like fight or flight. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> and just in general, like thinking about your 2023 kind of started like hectic with everything. Oh like, my change. I was like, 2023 is my year. <laughs> 2023 and free. I mean, maybe it's going to still be your year, you know? It's like yeah. not a necessarily bad thing. It's just a lot of change. A lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff, yeah. But changes, like we said in the episode it's that we good. recorded. It's oh my God, good. I just came so you close. Just went really close. I know. I was like, <laughs> change. <laughs> um but oh my god um but yes so I moved out got my tonsils out you know releasing <laughs> letting go <laughs> just new human now you're like new start here I am um but yeah it feels good it feels good <clears throat> yeah you're feeling good now to feel yeah relieved. like I'm really like happy because like I finally got over my <laughs> finally got over my cold as well um and just slowly getting back into mm. it, I guess. Yeah. So now you're 2023 and free can start. Yeah, star- it can start now. Now. Here I am. <laughs> so happy new year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so you've been traveling heaps, you said. Yeah. Well, traveling heaps. Like I went to Milan and Paris originally to see my sister mm-hmm. like in Milan. She lives in Milan. And then um, my friend Luna was like, I'm going to go to Paris. And I was like, oh, the flight from Milan to Paris or like the train or the flight. Um, I'm not that expensive. But it's not that far away. So I was like, I'm going to visit my sister. But then um, she was visiting friends in Paris. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I would love to go to Paris as well. I love Paris and I have some time. Um don't necessarily have the money, which I realize now, but anyways, I just <laughs> thought it would be fine. And then we also got a chance to um, create some content for a magazine during fashion week. And uh, yeah, it was really exciting. It was all very like new. I knew it would be stressful because I was like combining work and content with like... With yourself. With myself and also with seeing friends and family, which I haven't seen in a while. So that's also like a lot of um a lot of it's very time consuming and energy Mm -hmm. consuming and I think I've just been like in Berlin lately like really had my routine I've just been chilling it was winter like you don't go out as much as you do in summer like it's in general not many social activities so I had to get back into the flow Mm -hmm. and I tried to prepare for that but I think you can't really prepare for that and yeah it was been it was really really fun and I learned a lot about myself and the fashion industry and it's in general like I feel like I reflected a lot in that time or like now that I'm back, but it also was very stressful. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was very stressful. Like, I don't know how people like influences celebrities, like people who work in the fashion industry, how they like do that. Cause like you see that and you think, Oh, like it's not a big deal, but like, it's actually so stressful. I didn't even go to that many shows, but it's like the whole things that you don't see, how many paparazzis they are, how you have to get ready. Like every single day, like you have to socialize. It's like, it's not obviously like the worst thing in the world. And I'm so grateful that I <coughs> got that experience and I was so happy to be there. It's mm-hmm. not that I like, I met so many great people and stuff, but I do understand now where that stress comes from or why people say it's stressful Mm -hmm. still it's obviously voluntarily like if you don't want to go you don't have to go like Mm -hmm. it's still a fun experience but I realized a lot of things and we think Luna the friend that I went with and I had some experiences where we were like okay like what kind of experience well share with us (laughs) so like I said I can go back to the reflecting part as well but I as a person who loves the fashion industry but trying to be more like in the conscious like fashion industry loves vintage fashion or like and I think in general in Berlin there's a big community for that Mm -hmm. like people who 
do like upcycling or sustainable fashion. I think our friends or like people that we know are more in the industry and also going to Berlin Fashion Week, I saw a lot of small brands like establishing that more like also like more inclusivity, more diversity. Like obviously there's still a lot that needs to be changed, but comparing it now, like Berlin Fashion Week to Milan and Paris Fashion Week, I saw that Berlin is actually very forward thinking and like it was way less stressful and it was a very nice environment and an environment that actually was about fashion and the art itself and that celebrates like all genders, all sizes and like, yeah, the art of making fashion. Whereas Milan and Paris, I mean, it's obviously one of the biggest fashion weeks, but it felt very corporate. It felt very like, we're just here to make money. It felt very like status, like mm -hmm. who's here, yeah, like yeah, who yeah. sits front row? Are you going to that, that show? Like, da, 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 da. And, like every like big shows that we went to, like we didn't go to all of the shows, but we went there to like take street style videos of the people wearing outfits it was a circus like my sister said it's a circus and it was like a circus there's like botox people everywhere there's like celebrities thinking they're the shit and then there's bodyguards and then everyone's like running and screaming it was so stressful and i was like what am i actually running for like i was trying to take outfit videos of people but then everyone was running to that one person and it's like this whole like group thing group dynamic of like I have to run now. I have to take videos of this girl, but I didn't know who that girl was. Yeah, why because she's everyone is going there. You, you yeah, like and everyone behind me, like the street photographers as well, they didn't even know who that person is. Like when you asked her, like I have no idea, but yeah. everyone's running and taking videos. And I didn't even like her outfit. I was like, why am I filming her? It felt like I was a paparazzi and it made me feel really bad. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. Like I don't want to run after some person I don't know and like cheering her up. Like she's also just a human. Anyways, but that was just the big shows like Dior and all this, like Gucci, all these shows. And it was definitely an interesting experience, like how stressful it is. Like I, Luna and I, we like were there to take photos and we got out of this Uber because they had taken Uber because we were super late and it was super far out. And because it was a black Uber, I think people thought we were like <laughs> some kind of celebrity or something. So we get out of the car. I did, I'd never been to like any of those shows. So I didn't know what to experience. I've only been to Berlin Fashion Week where it's very different. <laughs> it's like I think it was Gucci and I got out and there's like all these photographers just like storming at you like taking photos and I was like Luna like I was so overwhelmed and then they asked for your Instagram I'm like I'm not a celebrity but like what's going on and most of the people there looked horrendous like most people looked like they had just like heaps of work done Aww. and actually the people like working there like either the people working at the door or the street photographers they're nice they're super nice and they have way better style because they actually care about fashion whereas like a lot of people going to those big shows are just celebrities who get paid to go there or, like, i hate that and yeah. they don't have any sense of fashion or yeah they and just it's go there so yeah and mm -hmm. it made me realize that which is i think a good realization in the sense that it's good to understand more of the fashion industry and that there's different sides to it and understand how it works. But it's also sad to see, because I thought, okay, I don't know, where's like the love for making fashion shows. And like, it's all very, like, like I said, very money making, very status, who sits where, who sits front row. It's anxiety inducing as well. When you talk to people and they're like, which show are you going to? And I constantly felt like I have to socialize, I have to network, I have to be there. Am I at the right spot? Instead of being grateful where I was for that experience, mm -hmm. I felt like everyone was just like trying to get something from each other. And I don't know, like I knew that Paris and Milan Fashion Week are also very traditional fashion weeks. I mm -hmm. knew that there's still a lot of like skinny models and like all that. Like I knew that, but also seeing it, it, it made me realize how backward thinking some fashion brands are mm -hmm. like not all of them like I said a lot of them are doing good stuff there's a lot of small brands who are coming out young designers who are doing great stuff I don't want to undermine that mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of big shows that are putting stuff out where I'm like 
I don't necessarily condone that. Like, I don't think every model should be like skinny yeah. and looks like they're just going to die on the runway every second. Yeah. Like that one show we went to, I don't want to say the name, but like, I, it was a beautiful show. It was the fa- fashion was amazing, but the models looked like they were 12 years old and like literally are going to die because they took like, I don't know what they took, but they looked like dead people. And that was the aesthetic of the show. And I, I thought, oh, okay, I guess that's fashion, but also like, why? Like, that's not necessarily what I think fashion should be like. And I think when I talked to people, everyone thought the same thing, but then people were just like, oh, that's just high fashion. But I think it made me realize that that's not how it can be and that's not how it should be. Uh, And yeah, it just, like I said, made me realize a lot about the industry, made Mm -hmm. me realize where I want to find my place in that industry that I don't necessarily need to be going to fashion week or I need to be like with those high fashion brands. You can still work in fashion, but like maybe find a different part or try to change that approach. But um, like Copenhagen Fashion Week as well is doing a lot of great stuff towards that but it's just yeah you see a lot of things like all these events as well there was one experience in particular with like me and Luna and it was in Milan uh and it's like these like promoter events like these model promoter events like you already know it's kind of like rich guys trying to get oh my god I think I know that story do you know that story in the club yeah with the guy yeah gave Luna money yeah It was like looking back now, it was like, it was funny That's in the moment, up. but like looking back now, it's like pretty fucked up. Like, you know, promoters who are like people who work at clubs, they get like pretty models or like girls to come to their clubs and you get everything for free. So that like that promoter club culture is very big in Milan in general. And mm-hmm. then also during fashion week in Paris as well, it's like this thing, like, yeah, you just get in for free. So then you just hang out with these old guys who like sponsor everything. Yeah. So I didn't really know, like my sister was like, oh, let's go to this club in Milan. And I was like, whatever, like, I'm happy to go to a club. I wanted to go out with my sister and my friends. And yeah, it was like heaps of cool girls, like the friends of my sister. And we're like in this club, can't remember the name, we're in the DJ booth. And there's like these old, uh, gross men, like a man bun. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> sweaty and they were just like not nice but I didn't, I didn't actually notice them I didn't talk to them or anything they were just in the same room as me basically but it's not even like it happens a lot but then this guy just like comes up to me he was super drunk and I thought he wanted to talk to me like you know in Milan and Paris you say like hi but like kissing on the cheeks mm-hmm. so I thought he wanted to like just say hi or kiss me on the cheeks but then he just like, tried to kiss me and I was like what the fuck get off me and he was like stumbling because he was like so drunk and he was like oh I don't know it was like so gross I was like what the fuck just happened and then my friend Luna comes up to me he's like oh my god that guy just gave me 500 euros and I was like what and he was like yeah and she was like yeah I th- he thought I was a prostitute I was like that's fucked up. Did you take the 500 euros? And she's like, no, I gave it away. And at first I thought, okay, that would be my first instinct as well. But then it's kind of like, should I take the 500 euros? And, <laughs> and now you sexually harassed me. So now I can take the 500 euros as well. But I think, yeah, and it was so weird. And he kept coming up to us, but then the security guy kind of realized and like wanted to kick him out or like put an eye on it, on us. But it's like, he kept going up to other girls, giving them money, being like, do you want to come to my room? Like stuff like that. And most girls just took the money because it's so normalized that this stuff is happening. And it's not even like, it's not even like the only guy that's doing that. I'm sure there's like more mm-hmm. models who have to keep up with that, like every single party they go to. And that that's still happening. I also knew that this is happening. Like I'm not oblivious, but like actually like feeling it firsthand, seeing it firsthand made me go back to that space of like, oh yeah, this is still happening and this is fucked up. We shouldn't support this. This is not normal. And it made me feel really shit about myself because I'm like, 
yes, it's their fault, but I'm also just here like, and thinking this is like at the beginning, I didn't think it was like, obviously the thought was bad, but then I just kept partying. And then like the next day I was like, this is actually really fucked up. Like how is this so normalized that I mm-hmm. um not like, you know, that like girls are just taking their money and that's like, oh, it's normal. It's just promoter parties. Like, you know what I mean? But like, that's this is, not, it's not normal. It's no. also, I think it doesn't happen in Berlin that much. Like it probably still does, but like there's not the promoter culture is not really big mm-hmm. here i think it's such a different party culture that like absolutely you yeah. don't really see it anymore and then when you see it it's like oh my god this is like fucked up and like mm-hmm. in general how models are treated at fashion week and there's just a lot of stuff that goes on in the background that we don't see and then when you like hear about it or see it firsthand it like makes you realize how much is going on not just in the fashion industry but i think in general like just privileged industry yeah Yeah. like in the world (laughs) I don't know maybe that's like a deep thought but I just had all these thoughts while I was there at fashion week and also like I said realizations about myself where I want to be where do you want to be well I don't know that's a good question (laughs) but I know that I like it's not like I don't support fashion week I support the art of making fashion and I support that there's shows that display fashion but i think it should go back to that state of like we are showing fashion and this is now it's just about celebrities yeah and people are trying to get in it's like the status thing and i don't know how you can undo that but i think because when we were creating content for that magazine we also we started doing interviews at fashion week but we realized that a lot of people there at just nothing to say, to be honest. So then we went to a fashion school in Paris. It's called IFM. And we went there to interview fashion students. And they actually all had like amazing opinions. They were like, when you ask about the future of fashion and where they think the future of fashion is, they were like upcycling, like follow small brands, young designers, vintage, like secondhand. Uh, they all had amazing points of views that I can see myself in as well so it made me realize that the future generation of fashion has these thoughts of inclusivity like all genders all sizes all ethnicities like not just skinny white models yeah and like one asian model that's like walking down the runway like they all share the same values i think it's more just like that like a lot of those bigger brands are still very like traditional in the sense that they still have a lot of older people mm-hmm. leading the company yeah. So I think what it is, is just like the new generation has to come and share those ideas and like try to establish them more. And that's why I say like Copenhagen Fashion Week and Berlin Fashion Week, you can really see that that's possible. And that there's a lot of more like fashion shows about like upcycling and like a lot of vintage fashion shows as well. Like there is, it's out there. The mindset is there. I think we establish that mindset, especially in younger people. But I think it's just about like giving those people a voice and an opportunity to lead a brand so that's what like those fashion students were saying they want to work more for smaller brands because they have more chances of actually doing something whereas when you're interning for a big brand a lot of times you're just getting the coffee you don't really have the power to change the designs or the show or anything you don't really have much to say and um like I don't want to be a designer or anything but it's still like I love vintage fashion I love like I said fashion and like the history of fashion and la 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 but yeah it really showed me that I don't want to be necessarily working for a big brand or a high fashion brand, which I didn't think in the first place, but it really made me think about, okay, maybe I should be more conscious next time of like, where do I actually want to be? Who do I support? What do I support? So it was a big learning experience that maybe I shouldn't just go and support everything that I see. Mm -hmm. 
but maybe reflect more next time that I don't have to go to this show or that show or film that person or talk to that person in order to be someone or like become something or like I'm not a failure if I don't network or I'm not a failure if I don't go to that event like it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter in the end and it gave me a lot of like FOMO because I felt like I should have done this or go to that because there's so many fucking events that you can go to you just burn out at the end like at the end of the fashion week I was like I just want to eat chips and lay in bed and watch like a reality show and not think about fashion Mm -hmm. which is super sad because I feel like it shouldn't ruin your thought Mm -hmm. about fashion I don't think like I said Berlin Fashion Week really inspired me and I was like oh my god I want to go do more of this like this is inspiring this is cool I love fashion like this is amazing but then yeah going into environment where I feel like fashion wasn't the first wasn't in the first place it wasn't like the priority I feel like of the fashion shows at least in my opinion I felt like the priority was being seen who's there who's what who's like all these celebrities like who's wearing what who says what like Mm -hmm. not every brand like I said I'm not like undermining all that work that goes into all these shows and like I said it's still amazing and I was still super grateful to be there but I did realize and see how some companies brands shows I don't know they kind of lost the original meaning and um a girl that I interviewed said a really interesting thing she said that like she thinks once the original designer of a brand is dead they shouldn't continue with a new designer and like, continue on that brand like mm-hmm. if a brand is, if the designer is dead the brand should be dead yeah and I thought that's actually a good point like why do we need to still live on with that brand and why this like there's so many brands out there I'm like why is there so many brands like we don't need all these clothes and these brands yeah. and like designers and like maybe give the spot to a new person with a new point of view and just let it be it's kind of like making a remake of a movie like maybe just let that old movie yeah. be and don't always yeah. remake everything yeah no anyways so now I was just yawning <laughs> but that's just what I realized and what I saw and I want to share that as well because yeah, if you feel like you were sitting at home and uh, missed Fashion Week, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you love fashion, you don't like it's a good thing to network, mm-hmm. but you don't have to go to Fashion Week in order to work in the fashion industry, or you don't have to network. Like, just do your thing, do what you're passionate about, and you'll eventually get there. And if you get the chance to show something at Fashion Week, do it the right way and do what you think is right and not what makes the most money or like gets the most attention you know I think yeah preach (laughs) (laughs) end of the story and discussion everyone who like works in the fashion industry if someone's listening to this they're probably like oh my god we're never gonna invite her well it's okay I'm fine I'm just traumatized should have taken the 500 euros (laughs) I can't believe that happened that's insane yeah and I was like why did he have like a thousand euros of cash just in his pocket like people are fucking weird yeah men I know it's like I'm not generalizing here yeah this very specific type of men yeah yeah I was having a discussion with my boyfriend before this because he was like you can't label that it's just men and I was like no there's probably also like women out there it's just my own experiences have been with men so (laughs) yeah no I'm just putting that out there there's probably also women who do fucked up shit um so I don't want to label it but in that experience it was a man speaking from our experiences yes from our experiences so I guess it's really hard to just be Oh yeah, like yeah. I think it's hard for me to be objective because because it's happened to you so closely as well. So to every woman, I feel like it happens to. And like, if you look at men in history, 
it's always been like Les Wexner, Jeffrey Epstein. It's always been men. So I think people are just like prone to see that it's men. But like obviously there's a lot of fucked up people out there. We don't want to just label men just from my people. own experience. People. people. <laughs> just people. There's a lot of fucked up people out there who have too much money and too much power and they're misusing their I power. I like people are just so power hungry and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And that's really like a lot of industries you can it just shows. And I think like a lot of industries or just in general, like a lot of things nowadays, they kind of activate the ego in a lot mm. of human beings. So it's like... Like I would say fashion industry or just in general businesses, mm. like business and stuff. And it just like people just go through life just kind of having their egos mm. just, how do you say, having a hold of them. And they don't really realize, you know, like yeah, a lot of people are not conscious of the fact that there's an ego in their brain and that, you know, that it says like, oh, you are what you have, you are your money, like you are money, like mm. you always have to be the winner and the winners and losers. But like, who made that up? Like, mm. and, you know, like, no, it's not like that. And I think a lot of people are just ego driven and they're just. I think it also, you think it makes you ha like happy. It's like all these external things that make you happy. And obviously some of it does, but it doesn't make you ha like, it doesn't make you joyous. It doesn't make you a happy person in the long run, like just for a fleeting moment. And I think just seeing that like partying in clubs with like celebrities that like I've watched before and thinking that would be like so cool, but actually realizing it doesn't matter because oh. also just human beings or like stuff like that made me realize it's cool and I'm grateful to be there. But like, I shouldn't depend my happiness on that or think that that's where you want to be in life. Like, oh my God, you made it because you sat front row at fashion. Yeah. No, like, you didn't why? make like, it. Like, this is you know? just a materialistic thing. You yeah. sit there and like, I don't know, because I like I had a lot of time thinking <laughs> to myself <laughs> in the past weeks. And yesterday actually made me really, really sad. Um, I was on the train and there was this guy, like a, um, a homeless person, and he was like asking for money. And then... Um, And it just made me so sad because I was like on my way home mm. to my apartment, to my warm apartment that has heating, that has water. I can shower. I was with my family beforehand. Mm. We were having dinner. Like you could eat as much as you want. And then yeah. there's people out there that don't have anything. And like, you know, like, and I think we should just all be grateful for this and make our like happiness dependent on all those little things yeah. in life instead of just... Because now, like now, I feel like the big picture is like, you have to be happy. You have to have a, like, to be happy, you have to have a lot of money. You have to make all mm. of those achievements. Like, where did this all come from? Like, this, obviously it's good to be driven and have motivation and ambitions and stuff. But like, the goals that have been set up for human beings is like some are like obviously sometimes unattainable and when you don't attain them mm. you feel like you fucked up and then you're a failure fa failure it's also funny because like what you said like if you think about people that like we all like maybe envy or like we see as these like huge celebrities like for example Leonardo DiCaprio my sister went out with him like she went out to a club with him and she said it was so sad because he was just sitting there all night by himself with all the security guards around him just smoking like a pack of cigarettes not talking to anyone he was wearing a corona mask because he didn't want anyone to see him because there's paparazzi everywhere and I was just like why do you even bother going out like I would hate to just sit there yeah. watch people like dance and, and have fun 
fun. Yeah. And I myself am not having fun. Like, yeah. That's and so fucked up. And you would think, oh my God, he must be so happy because he like is such a big celebrity. No, I think he's actually like, I don't want to put mer- words in his mouth. Maybe he's super happy. But from what my sister told me, he looked miserable. And I was like, I'm sorry for this guy. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be there. And I think. I'm happy that I'm not a celebrity. Yeah. Like, I'm happy that I'm not famous. Yeah. You know? Like I can just live my own happy life. I mean, not- I guess he didn't want to like be a celebrity. I think he just was good at acting and then just became a big actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes fame just comes with it. That's true. Yeah. But they think nowadays there's a lot of people who are striving so much to for be this. Famous. Like, yeah. And you see it at Fashion Week. It was like so embarrassing. Like some women that I saw like over and over again, like Luna and I were like recognizing them. They were at every show. They weren't invited to any of those shows. And sometimes like these photographers come up to like people who were invited and like, uh, quote unquote, ask someone and try to take photos of them. And then these women just pushed into the photo and were like posing because they wanted them to take photos of them so they like are published somewhere and I was like you're literally taking the spot of someone else who maybe worked for this spot in order to push yourself there to get a photo taken of you that's sad like I understand fake it till you make it and I understand the work ethic but don't take someone else's spot and push yourself in there just because you think you deserve it more or you need to be someone or need to be seen like I just felt sorry for these people because I was like, you're on the wrong path and I don't want to end up on that path. And I'm happy I had that realization while I was there that like, I love fashion and fashion makes me happy. It's a passion of mine. And yeah, I don't need to condone those things or like go to these things in order to, like I said, like I said, work in the fashion industry and just realizing that and knowing that I don't have to do all these things or be at this events or talk to these people and da 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 da. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think we should speak up more about like, the realities of fashion week maybe that's just my my experience and like i said maybe that's just paris and milan like berlin fashion week was amazing i met a lot of inspiring people but um yeah so maybe that's not maybe it was also just this year which i don't think so but you know i think it's just the general the general is already like mm. always there like yeah the- like what you said the ego thing i think that's in every industry like movie industry like every industry that has to do with like the publicity I think it can turn really both ways where you forget the art behind acting, movie making, and just think about the numbers. And, fame, yeah. Yeah, fame. So that's a lot of those industries, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just all move into the bush and just... <laughs> no, like I still had an amazing time and I love Paris. Like, oh my God, those almond croissants I had there. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. It's just like every time I go to Paris, it's like it's such a beautiful city. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm romanticizing it too much, but... You're having your Emily in Paris moment. I, yeah. I was having an Emily in Paris moment. I guess, like, obviously Paris is a beautiful city and, like, almond croissants are delicious, mm. but I think just the reality of actually living there can be quite different. Yeah, different no, well. definitely. I think it's also funny when you're, like, in that world of, like, Fashion Week. I think everyone that gets to Fashion Week is, like, in their own bubble. And then you, like worry about which event to go to where to go you're stressing you're running around the whole time and you're like oh my god these shoes these outfits and then like sometimes I stopped myself and I was like what am I actually worrying about right now what am I stressing about now does it matter and then you look around yourself and you see families you see moms with their kids you see homeless people you see people who actually like have such a different reality in life right now which is in general like can happen because you're always in a different problem bubble problem situation in your life but then I just turned around I was like these people don't even give a single thought about what you're worrying about right now because it doesn't really matter and it just kind of gave me this reality check of like I shouldn't stress because like whatever happens yeah it's not like I'm not gonna die you know um yeah so that's just all I have to say <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like when you have like all, all these worries in your head, and then something really bad happens that you actually like realize all these other worries didn't really mm-hmm. matter. It's always like that. Yeah. So I think when I see mums with like children, for example, I always think, oh my God, they must have like so much more stress than me because they're raising Legit. a kid. Legit. There's yeah. like an actual reason to be stressed. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like caring for another human being. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. And I know that maybe one day I'll be there too. So then I'll probably laugh about like situations. Back <laughs> <laughs> in Paris this one no, day. It was, still, it was still like super fun and like really inspiring in a way as well. But like, I also am happy for that learning experience and that's why I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of people have the wrong image of Fashion Week or, yeah, sitting at home thinking they like... put it oh on this God. pedestal. Yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's a lot of cool brands, small brands that are coming up, which I'm really excited to see. But if you're just there to make money and like, in general, if you maybe own a fashion brand listening to this... Please don't always just get skinny models on that look like they're literally dying on the, like one friend of mine was telling me that they met this um, model and they went to dinner together. Like, this is also very cliche. I'm not saying every model is like this. I'm just saying that's one story Mm -hmm. that I've heard. And she was like on an all water diet for fashion week. And like I said, that's not the normal term. Like I know my sister was modeling and she never did that or like Milan. And I think, I think Berlin is also different, but like Paris is like so high fashion that you have to be so on point that some people do these kind of diets and it's just insane to me. I'm like, I would be so hangry. I would be screaming at every single I haven't had breakfast today and I'm like dying right yeah, now. Yeah, like I, I think that's, I mean, if you do like an all water diet in the sense of like you want to cleanse yourself and doing it on a spiritual level, you're laying in bed, you do it like, you know how people do that as like mm-hmm. a method to like cleanse themselves? Yeah. That's a different thing. But if you fucking walking shows in high heels, walking around all day from casting to casting and you only drinking water girl like <laughs> You've got a you better not talk to me if i was that person <laughs> like <laughs> oh that's fucked up yeah anyways that's but, so sad that this exists you know i know like, I, I know this, like i don't know human beings weren't made to do that you also think that like a lot of the fashion industry has changed which a lot of it has changed but like you still hear those stories and you're like seriously like it's 2023 like I thought that was a thing of yesterday but no but I think that like the fashion aesthetic will like will Mm. live on for a long long time Mm. you know like obviously like that hasn't kind of how do you say worn off gone into into some designers heads Mm. and like people's heads they still live this very um I think it has gone in some heads what I said what I've heard from uh some friends of us who are designers and they actually work like in a, in an upcycling company, like that does like upcycling fashion. They are very well aware of it. But like when you, for example, crochet stuff, it's sometimes really hard to like fit the size or like sometimes it's really hard to make different sizes because it's very expensive, which is an issue, but I understand where they're coming from. They have like, they're trying to explain why there's only like sometimes little sizes, but I think there's ways around it. Like there's this brand, Olivia Ballard, she had a fashion show in Berlin mm-hmm. and she does like really stretchy clothes that everyone fits in. And her theme is kind of like the clothes have to fit the person, not the person has to fit the clothes. Mm-hmm. And she did amazing fashion and she showed that like, it's possible to make like an all size thing. Cause I think also nowadays it's this mindset of like either super skinny or like or super, super plus heavy, size. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I've never like, I've never seen a person, my body been represented on the runway which I know everybody is different and everybody has their own like you can't just have one body type in general but like I think there should be more representation of like in between like normal sizes yeah not always the extremes you know and I think that's something I would love to see more on the runway if possible and I think 
yeah, the big brands can tell me they don't have the money to get more designers on mm. to do that, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. So, you're um, lying. Like, if you're a small brand and you, like, are financing yourself and crocheting and stuff, yeah, I, no, I, I fully understand. understand that. But, like, if you're, like, a big brand, I'm sorry, like, no. <laughs> it's just, like, you simply just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Venting a little bit over here. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck tonsils. Fuck, no, I don't want to say fuck fashion week because... Like I said, it was still an amazing experience. Yeah. And I went there voluntarily. So, but yeah, I hope someone can take something away from this. Me too. Maybe if it makes you feel better, maybe it makes you feel worse. <laughs> I hope the first thing, but um, yeah. Anyways. That was our little life update. <laughs> We're back recording back now. Track, yes. New finally. location. Yes. You're, you're healthy. I'm more chilled. <laughs> back in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Anyways. <laughs> We still don't know how to finish an episode. No. <laughs> um, but yes, anyways, we hope you like that. And we hope you like that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> <A> God. <laughs> um, anyways, so we're very excited to be back. Definitely having some interviews. Um, New ideas. In the queue as well. Mm-hmm. Some ideas. And always, if you have any ideas for us, can you can let us know. I'm doing the tick the yes. TikTok. Maybe that's my gem of the week, seeing your TikToks. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> no, because like we had one before, but I was like, I was like, I sort of need a fresh start. Mm. Like I don't, I can't work with this right now because yeah. it's like you just needed a complete fresh start. I like, did. You're like, I did throwing everything out. <laughs> and I, I think I'm, I might delete the, the old one. Mm. I don't know. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, it is okay. still there because I don't know how to delete one. But I can maybe do it because I think I can look into it. Yeah, anyways, doesn't. But no. the new one's pretty going pretty well. You can follow us on TikTok. Yes. I post every day. Yeah, and you've been like throwing them out. I have to like get back on like the building myself scheme. I was just like the last two days. I was like, I can't put on makeup. I just need to cleanse myself yeah no definitely <laughs> after all the croissants yeah definitely. yeah um but yes anyways we see you we will see you in the next episode and hope you have a beautiful day yes and lots of kisses bye